Young, young, gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young, gospels, podcast. Get ready. Your hope is in the building. My hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me, Mama. I'm a different Christian, I'm on a different path I took a different mission, the blood, the life I got the passion of the Christ Everyone's so hostile, they used to call me T-Money Now it's Young Gospel So go with me to a land you'll never see It's free, but it's sex sincerity Young Gospel's What's up, everybody? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel. And I got another message for you guys today. I'm trying to keep it consistent. I'm trying to bring you a podcast every week. I will do my best to meet these uh, new goals for this year. I think a little bit of consistency is also going to help with you guys wanting to listen engaging again you guys can also reach me at ygospel at gmail.com if you guys have any questions concerns comments just hit me up or you can also drop messages on soundcloud which is the primary app that i'm dropping these podcasts and then they're being distributed out to itunes and to spotify now today's message is not like any other message so i've been noticing a trend that's going on and I feel like there's a big attack on the men. Now, as they're trying to dumb our country down and as they're trying to take our masculinity away as men, other countries are doing the complete opposite. See, this is a psyop and it's a demoralization of our country and of our nation. We have the freedom of speech we have the freedom of expression we have all of these freedoms but these freedoms can also be used against us and they have been china russia all these other countries are licking at the chops because while we're trying to get men to perform in women sports china is toughening up their men russia is toughening up their men we are the ones falling for the trick and to be honest with you it's evil it's extremely bad and as men of god we have to stand up against this we have to do something against this nobody's gonna do this for us the men of god have stayed quiet far too long we can't always expect our pastor to step up we can't always expect other people in the christian community to step up it has to be us as a collective We have to come together and we have to stop being afraid of what other people might think, what our colleagues at work might think. We have to counter the culture. We have to be the ones to speak out against this stuff. I have a couple cool scriptures here that the Lord calls us to be men, men of courage, men of bravery, uh, men of, of decision. 
And that's what we're lacking today. A lot of men are not even being raised by men anymore, which is another big problem. There isn't real men in the household. So I'm going to start with Genesis 2.15. And the word of God says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. God put man in the garden because the purpose, the sole purpose of man was to tend it and to keep it. So if I told you, hey, I'm going to put you here with this family, but you're going to have to tend to this family and you're going to have to keep it. What does that mean? Tending means that you're going to take care of it, that you're going to be at its disposition. Anything that the family needs, you're going to provide that. But what does it mean to keep it? Well, what it means to keep it is to protect it. It's to defend it. Something that men are no longer doing. We're not tending to the family because everybody's so busy trying to impress other people, live their own lives. Men are falling to, you know, the Internet. Men are falling to any simple-minded thing that men fall to. We are sometimes very simple-minded human beings. And one thing that happens is we grow disappointed or we grow angry at our significant other and we tuck tail and we run. We go to the easiest thing. We go to the fastest thing. And believe me, this is another plan of the enemy. I'll save that for another podcast. But we have to tend and keep what God has given us, right? Our salvation, our faith. These are also things that God has given us that we need to tend, take care of, build, grow, and keep it. Meaning we need to fight for these things. If we continue to depend on other Christians to do the things that we should be doing, or we say, well, let's just leave it to God, then why did God even create us in the first place? If we were going to leave everything to God, why did God create us then? Did he just create us to always just depend on him and wait on every sign that comes from the sky to move? No, he's given us the bravery. He's given us intellect, the knowledge, um, the understanding of what is right and what is wrong. And based off of what is right and what is wrong, that's how men need to start making their moves, just like Moses, just like Joshua, just like David, just like all of these men in the Bible needed to move. They worked. God put them to work. He utilized them as instruments. He put them where he needed them, and then he gave them their task, the work. But he filled them with knowledge. He filled them with understanding, and then they got to work. So God has given us this country to tend it and to keep it. Well, what does this mean? It means that we all have the civil duty to contribute. We need to be contributors. How? Well, taxes is one of them. I don't think we can all agree that we like paying taxes. It almost seems like they just take that from us. But we have a civic duty to understand these laws, to understand this political climate and to partake in it. If we don't have enough people that are righteous, that are just, that are godly, participating in our judicial system, this is going to fall apart. We're going to let these ravenous wolves, these wolves in sheep's clothing to take over our government. And what's going to happen is we're going to have corrupt politicians like we've always had because the average American, or maybe I should say the average Christian does not want to be involved in controversy. But see, that's not 
what God said. He didn't say, don't involve yourself in controversy. Every single man that God has raised up would have been canceled in these times. Think about it. Moses would have been canceled. David, canceled. Joshua, canceled. Daniel, definitely canceled. All of these men, just put it, I'll put it to you like this. All the apostles were killed, except for John the Beloved. He died at an old age, but all the other apostles were, were killed. They were canceled in the, the biggest way, which is their lives were taken. So we need to start getting involved. We need to stop being afraid because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of bravery. Now, Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with us wherever we go. We have to decide to go. Where, and wherever we decide to go, as long as we're living by God's law, as long as we're under God's divinity, we are always going to be followed by him, by the Holy Spirit, always going to be there with us. That's why we should not be afraid. And here, God needs Joshua to take over the promised land, right? And God said, Joshua, be strong and of good courage, of good courage, not just of any kind of courage, of good courage, right? That's like if I said, I need you to be good at something. I don't need you just to do something. I need you to be good at it. If I ask you to take out the trash, that's just taking out the trash. But if I say, hey, man, I need you to get good at taking out the trash. That's a different task, right? Now you're going to start sorting stuff out. Now you're going to start putting stuff in the recycler where it belongs. You're going to be separating the grass from the trash. This goes in the green bin. This goes in the black bin. This goes in the blue bin. We need to be of good courage. That's not just any courage. Things are going to come our way. Once we put ourselves out there as Christians, as conservatives, things are going to start coming our way. But God says, hey, be strong and be of good courage. I know why I'm putting you in that position. I know why I'm placing you there. I know why I need you there. And a lot of us don't want to go. A lot of us don't want to do it. And that's the problem with today and age. We're so distracted by the media, by the social networking, by all these apps, by all these games, that once you look at the population, there's only a very limited amount of people that are willing to be used because of all of these distractions. Everybody wants to just create this huge utopia for themselves. They want to be indulging in video games and food and entertainment and music. And nobody wants to sacrifice anything anymore for this country, for God. And we know this is the last frontier. There isn't another country like this. There is no country on this earth where we have the freedoms that we have here. You're not allowed to say whatever you want in China, in Russia, in Saudi Arabia, in Iran, in Australia, anywhere you go, in Canada, anywhere you go, you're not allowed to say whatever you want anymore. I mean, even here now, right? But that's because we have let this country fall to the wolves. We have not really cared about this country enough. Why? Because we've been complacent. Because we've had it so good for so long. And now God is saying, hey, 
if you want to keep this country for another 20 to 25, 30 years until I come, because I'm not going to quit just because I know the rapture's coming. I'm not going to stop talking to brethren because I'm because I'm some kind of a Calvinistic mentality where, oh, yeah, God has already chosen the people that he's going to save. No, he would have never had us go out and be evangelist and preach to the people if Calvinism was true. We have to go out and be proactive with Christianity, with anything that we want for the kingdom. This country is one of them. My kids are growing up in this country. Your kids are going to grow up in this country. If you don't fight for this country, what are you leaving for the future? What are you leaving for your kids? Our kids are going to have to fight the battles that we didn't fight, which is what's happening now. Our fathers did not fight these fights. So guess what? Now the sons of these men are going to have to fight the battles. So we need to get up. As Christians, we need to get up. We're the ones that have the integrity. We're the ones that have the good morals. We're the ones that believe in justice. We are the ones that need to get up and fight. We can't keep allowing this pack of wolves back here who want all the money, that are greedy, that just want to roll around in expensive, luxurious things and own mansions on our tax dollars. We need to get up. I hope I'm inspiring somebody out there to run for a cabinet position, to run for a governor position. It starts at your local level. You can run for a lot of offices at your local level. Well, even the school board, think about the new education program that Biden is bringing in. He's going to start teaching our kids things that we don't want our kids to learn because we know they're not right. They're not biblical. It's not Christian like to teach our kids the things that they want to teach our kids. And I can't even go over it because I want this to be a family podcast. I can't even tell you what they want to teach the kids because I don't even want to pollute kids brains if they're listening to this podcast. But look it up. Look up what he wants. We can run for these for these positions and we could win. We need to win the hearts and minds of the people in order to to fight. We have to counter the culture. We have to create a new culture, a new environment. We have to make Jesus great again. Not America. America's always been great. We have to make Jesus great again. Because we've taken him out of the school system, we've taken him out of our lives, we've taken him out of the church. Man, we've taken Jesus out of so many things that it's sad. And that's why this nation is falling apart. But it's the great awakening. I believe this is what's going to spark the great revival. Because we need an adversary. For a long time, people were so complacent living in a great country, being able to buy whatever they want, do whatever they want, say whatever they want. But guess what? The time is up. And now we're going to really have to fight for what we believe. So be strong. And of good courage, do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I know there's a bunch of Joshua's out there. I know there is. Men, we need to start standing up for what we believe in. We need to start standing up and not be afraid. We will get criticized. We will get ridiculed. We will be mocked. But the Lord is not going to be mocked. See, we're going to do this on behalf of the Lord and whatever comes our way, we're going to present it over to the Lord and say, God, you can fight this fight. You had me stand up. You wanted me to be the ambassador. I'm the ambassador. Now I need you to step in and we need to learn how to do that. 
We need to learn how to fight with God on our side. A lot of us try to fight our own fights and, and we and we try to say whatever we want and we're so quick to anger, we're so quick to speak. We need to bring those to the altar and ask God, what will you have me say? Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's what's happening right now. All of these politicians, they're walking in in the counsel of the ungodly. A lot of these politicians are praying to Baal. They're praying to their own gods. A lot of these politicians are partaking in rituals and, and santerias and all this craziness. They're, they're, they're walking to the beat of their own drum, of their own pagan gods' drums. And here he's warning us. He says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. We need to reinstate the law of the Lord. That's the law that we need to reinstate. The law that is no longer ruling this land because we have allowed it to be so. We're not standing up. We're not fighting. We're not. And I'm not talking about a physical fight. No, 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 no. I'm not calling for violence. What I'm saying is we need to start writing our senators. We need to start writing our governors. We need to start writing uh, the school boards. We need to start writing to these people and let them know this is what we want. If not, we're pulling our kids out of school. We're taking them to the private sector. It's up to them. We have, we are stronger than we think as long as we are together in one mind and one accord. And we need to bring the law of the Lord back to this land. And his law, he meditates day and night. He's talking about a man that is always seeking for justice and he's meditating in God's law day and night. Is that you? You got to ask yourself, am I meditating day and night in God's law? If you're not, you need to be or else you're missing the big picture. You're not understanding what's going on. You're only worried about yourself. You're only worried about how you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to do. Look around you. This country is falling to devil worshipers and we're doing nothing about it. We need to stand up. Men need to start being men, biblical men, men of valor, men of decision, men that love Jesus. That's the men that is speaking about here in the Bible. He shall be like a tree. It doesn't say she shall be like a tree. And I'm sorry, women, but this is a podcast that's going to be dedicated to the men. It says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. So you're going to have to work, but God is going to plant you in the right place. That water is going to be feeding you, that living water, that prayer, that fasting, that calling out to Jesus for counsel, that's going to be feeding you. That's the water it's talking about here. And in due season, when the time is right, the Lord says, the fruit will come out of that tree. You are that tree and your fruit will blossom at the right time, whose leaf also shall not wither. He's saying, look you're not going to go away. I need you there. I'm with you. Remember, God is not for our demise. He is always trying to bless us, progress us. He's always protecting us. And the Bible says, and whatever he does shall 
prosper. You're going to prosper in everything that you do as long as you're planted by that river and that living water is feeding your roots. That is how you will always prosper in everything that you do. Psalms 118.6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to you? What, he's going to silence you? He's going he's gonna to cancel your Instagram? He's going to shut your Facebook down? He's going to cancel your Twitter? He's going to lock you up? What, what, what can man do to us? Why are we so afraid? What, what is man going to do to us? Nothing. Nothing. You're afraid because the media tells you to be afraid. You're afraid because other people around you are telling you to be afraid. You're afraid because you're not praying enough. You're afraid because you're not fasting enough. You're afraid because you have a spirit of fear. And God is telling you, be of good courage, Joshua. Be of good courage, Michael. Be of good courage, Tony, Kevin, Whoever, whatever, put your name there. Be of good courage because man can do nothing to you. The Bible says don't fear the one that could take the life, but fear the one that could take the life and the soul. God is in control, my brothers. God is in control. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. This is why we need to be around godly men. This is why we need to submit ourselves to a pastor because that is where the iron starts sharpening the iron. They say great minds think alike and it's true. Once you start hanging around with your worldly friends, that's exactly what you become. Once you start hanging around with your godly friends, that's what you become. Think about it. Iron sharpens iron. You can't sharpen iron with a two by four. You can't use wood to sharpen iron. You can't use a tree to sharpen iron. You can't use rubber. You can't use a cloth. The only thing that sharpens iron, a sword, right, is another sword, another metal, another piece of metal that is going to help grind that sword down to a specific sharpness. In these times, swords were used to sharpen other swords. This is metaphorical. You're the sword. I'm the sword. We are instruments in God's hands. And the only way we're going to get through this is together. That's why he makes the reference of one sword and another. Because it's unity is what gives this movement strength. And we are way stronger than we know. We're way stronger than we think. But we have to start utilizing that strength in Jesus. Jeremiah 29 11, it says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. God says, I know what I think about you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you future and a hope. See, he's not in store to destroy us. A lot of us think that when we're down and stuff is going bad, that, oh, God doesn't love me anymore. Wait, wait, you're going through a trial. There's a prize at the end of it. And the prize is called the future. And you're going to have that future because that is going that trial is going to produce hope. And this is what God says he has in store for us to give us a future and to give us hope. Hope keeps the dream alive for the future. 
We cannot get down on ourselves when something happens, something bad, something comes into our lives. We get discouraged. Do not dismay. Do not throw in the white towel. Hang on. Hang in there. Be of good courage. We need men to start being men. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Yes, temptations come into our lives. We make mistakes. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Right? So God is not going to allow something to come into your life that you're not able to handle. It says, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape. So God says, yes, I'm taking you through this trial because I'm trying to fortify you. I'm trying to strengthen you. And when it gets too hard and when it just seems like you're not going to make it, I give you a back door and we get out of there. But that is going to strengthen us. And the Bible says that you may be able to bear it. We can take what man is going to do to us. We can take what this world can do to us, but we have to fight. It is time to fight for this country like we've never fought before. It's our kids' lives at stake. It's our kids' future at stake. And like I told you, I'm not banking on the rapture. I know it's going to happen, but the Bible says that no man knows the day, the hour, the minute, the second. No man knows that while we're here. We got to fight for what is here. And it's our civic duty. Remember what first Peter 217 says, right? It says to honor the emperor. But what happens when the emperor is turning against his people? Well, we have to pray. We have to intercede. We need intercessory prayer to pray for these people that God may be able to move in their lives. But we have to fight. We have to speak. The biggest weapon that the Lord has given us is our tongue. We have to speak. We have to start speaking out against these things. We have to start writing our governors, our mayors, our local uh, politicians, everybody. We need to start writing them because if we don't, they will never understand us. They will never understand what we want from them. They are public servants on our tax dollars. First Corinthians 16, 13 says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave and be strong. The verse says to watch, to be a guardian, right? That's what to watch means. And to stand fast is to hold your ground, to defend your ground, defend what God, the ground that God has given you. And we are also told to be brave in the face of persecution, in the face of any type of ridicule, any type of mockery, any type of attack. We need to be brave and to be strong. Gentlemen, we need to be strong. God has already given us the victory. We just need to go and take it. And I'm going to close with this. James 1, 2 and 3 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. 
It's okay if you fall into trials. He's trying to teach us something. He's trying to teach us patience. He's trying to show us that he is with us. He is trying to show us that we are stronger than we think. Stand your ground, gentlemen. Stand your ground. Do not be afraid. Start a podcast. Get your Instagram going. Speak up. Don't be afraid. We have more power than we think. And God is with us every step of the way. My brothers, I love you in Jesus name. Stand up. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid. Trials will come your way. You will overcome. You are more than a conqueror in Christ who has saved us all. Let's fight for our country. Let's take back our school system and let's pray fast and intercede for all of these corrupt politicians. We need to take back our country, the inheritance that God has given us. Thank you for listening. Once again, I love you in Jesus name. I am Young Gospel. This is the Young Gospels podcast. I'm out. Young, young gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young Gospels podcast. Get ready. Your hope is in the building. My hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me, Mama. I'm a different Christian, I'm on a different path I took a different mission, the blood, the life I got the passion of the Christ Everyone's so hostile, they used to call me T-Money Now it's Young Gospel So go with me to a land you'll never see It's free, but it's sexicerity Young Gospel's Pie